0: I was driving around western Colorado, near the border with Utah, near where Jack Kerouac saw a vision of God in the clouds that looked like Pooh Bear. I was looking for people I was a little afraid of, Republicans, Trump supporters. And there, on the side of the highway, at a place you can pull off and park, there were three signs that made me think I was in the right place. They were not the kind of signs that tell you what you're looking at. But what you're looking at from there is the Grand Mesa, said to be the largest flat-top mountain in the world. But that can't be true. Sounds like fake news to me. Grand Mesa is also said to be the home of 60,000 cows and 30,000 sheep, which I believe, because up on top of the flat mountain, there are 300 lakes, lots of water, and the slopes coming down on all sides have pastures of grass and flowers from top to bottom. Almost all of it federal land managed by the Forest Service, which leases it out to ranchers through grazing permits. This is cowboy country, Trump country. The three signs were at the edge of a pasture, next to a creek with cottonwood trees turning red and yellow. The first sign had an image of the American flag and said, If you can't stand in respect for these colors, then seek another flag in another country. GTFO, get the fuck out. The second sign said, Only USA citizens should vote in USA elections. Only USA citizens should receive our government benefits. Only USA citizens should be counted officially in the USA census. The third sign said, no politician who supports gun control should get armed protection paid for by those he is trying to disarm. In other words, liberals don't belong here. Liberals go home. And I thought, I need to find the person who made these signs and see if we can have a conversation, maybe find some common ground. The nearest town was 12 miles up the road, Colburn, Colorado, population about 2,000, with shops and office buildings and a restaurant along Main Street, the kind of town where people leave their diesel pickups idling while they go into the store. I stopped at a gas station convenience store and asked three older men having coffee if they knew who put up the signs down the road. And they said they hadn't seen the signs, and why did I want to know? I told them I'm the producer of a liberal podcast from the city, and I wanted to see if I could have a civil conversation with the person who put up the signs. And they all looked at each other, and then they all said no. They didn't know who put up the signs, but I think they did know and thought it better not to tell me for my sake. I asked each of the men if they would talk on tape for my radio show, and they each said no, that wasn't going to happen. So let me ask you this, I said. Do any of you have a problem with anything Donald Trump has said or done? Not at all, they said. Everything he's done has been good for America. So you trust Trump, I asked. And one guy looked me straight in the eye and said, I love the man as if he would kiss him on the lips. I thought maybe I should talk to the mayor, someone in charge. So I went to the town hall. The mayor was out, but the mayor pro tem was in. Keith Todd, 67 years old, a Vietnam vet. He said he didn't know who put up the signs, but he'd be glad to talk on tape. Uh, I'm retired. I live up here. I'm also the
1: driver for the town, so... A couple times a month, we take our seniors. I take them into the Grand Junction, Colorado, and run around with them and do the errands. Um, The Grand Mesa and this area is my backyard. I love it. I love living in the mountains. I was raised 80 miles from a coast. I love vacationing on the coast, but I want
0: to live in the mountains. So have you lived in cities as well? I have. All right. So... I was wondering if this divide between Republican and Democrat and conservative and liberal has any relationship between urban and country. Have you, do you think there's any truth to that? I think there's some.
1: Like everything, there's none, nothing is black and white, and nobody is 100% GOP. Nobody is 100% Democratic and follow all of all of the their beliefs. Um, I do think that part of it is the Second Amendment. I do think that uh, people who live in the country are raised with firearms. It's something that's passed down to the next generation. When you're eight, 10 years old, you get your first BB gun or 22, and you know, uh, go rabbit hunting or something like that. And so, you can only do that in the country. So I think that's part of it.
0: Did you vote for Donald Trump? I did not. Would you vote for him again now? I would not. So you're not a Trump supporter here in this town. Does that make you a minority? I think yes. What's it like living in this town when you're not a supporter of President Trump? You,
1: you go with it. It's rather simple. The Lord's given us two ears and one mouth. And I'm trying to understand the other side. I'm trying to understand the other viewpoints. And, and I think that, that takes me to a, a better place. Yeah,
0: you, you listen. So you must have thought about this a lot. What do you think is the separation between Trump supporters and people like you? What do you think the difference is? That they don't see, that you see, or vice versa? At the
1: bottom, at the base level, there is a trust issue. And I'm not just going to say our president. I'm going to say there is a trust issue that has been deteriorating between the mainstay of this country, the main populace of this country, and our Congress, And do we trust our federal government to get business done? And it's been a long time since we, the people, have felt like our Congress has gotten business taken care of. So it has led to mistrust. And that mistrust is really uh, coming to a head with with the president that feels free to express himself on Twitter with, with thoughts that maybe he hasn't thought out totally, and it just has the public You know, in an uproar, it's what direction are we going? Why is he saying that? Okay, now, what are we going to do? What are we trying to do? What what, What pains us, what hurts us to our core? Nobody wants to see shootings in our schools. Nobody wants to see shootings at Walmart. Nobody wants to see that.
0: But it's happening more and more. It's not going away.
1: It hasn't. When did it not exist? When did it not exist? It's always been part of this country because this country has always had firearms. We got our independence because of what? Come on, we beat the most powerful army on the planet at the time. Okay, this country was started with firearms. What we've gotten away from is taking care of our mental health issues. We've gotten away from being respectful to each other and people are afraid that when the Second Amendment is is brought up that all they hear is, you're going to take our firearms away. That's all they hear and no, Let's take away the 30-clip magazine. You know, I think you could probably get some support for that. Let's talk about an extended background check that prevents not only felons from not being able to purchase a firearm, but people that have mental health issues. I think people can get behind that. There is common ground, but we can't have the dialogue without getting mad.
0: The town office secretary, Marina, still in high school, was very helpful. She called a woman in town whom she thought might want to talk. And a couple hours later, Chris Melnikoff called me back and said she'd meet me at the Coburn Cafe.
2: Yeah, um, I, did, I stalked you a little bit on Facebook, or not on Facebook, but on, on Facebook. the internet. And um, so we're on opposite sides of the aisle, from what I can tell. Um, we have a lot of people in town that are on opposite sides of the aisle. But you know what? We all still talk to each other. We all still support each other. We agree to disagree on a lot of things. This town is very tight-knit. We just you get you get along because we know that there's everybody has different beliefs and a different belief system. Um, I'm incredibly conservative in my beliefs and in my politics. Some people are very liberal in their beliefs and in their politics. So what? That's what this country's about.
0: So, what are your beliefs about America? Could you talk about that?
2: I can. Um, this Christ, this this country was founded on a Christian foundation. It was founded by Christian beliefs. It was founded with the belief that our Lord would cover what we do and keep us safe as a country, and in help our country grow and now we're having that plucked away little by little. Um, I have a serious issue with the way mainstream media handles this whole situation, this whole country. I believe they're completely one-sided and I believe that they are trying to direct the dialogue that we are. they want us to believe and want us to say. Because it's like... If I don't say what they like, then I'm a bigot or a racist or an idiot. It's very concerning to have a belief system and the, the the foundation of this country is, I feel, being taken away from us. And have you watched any of the late night shows? I am just dumbfounded by how vicious they are towards somebody that doesn't have a belief system that they think we should have, we being conservatives, severely vicious and hateful, and they just keep egging it on and egging it on and egging it on. I won't even watch them. You know the Tonight Show used to be fun back when Johnny Carson had it and when Jay, even when Jay Leno had it. But now it's just attack, attack, attack against conservative beliefs and conservative politicians and it drives me crazy.
0: So you believe that a, God blesses America as a special or exceptional country above all others, and that's, that's it, your
2: belief? It is my belief, and we've been a world leader for, you know, hundreds of years. The rest of the world depends on us so much, and we have, a, we have so many people pushing, so many politicians pushing socialism, and that scares me. I don't believe that it allows for free market. I don't believe it allows for trickle down economics. Look at what's happening in Venezuela. They don't even have toilet paper.
0: Well, um, when Trump says something, that or do you think? How do you feel about what, how Trump speaks?
2: I think he f- speaks what's on his mind. Is it always politically correct? No, but he's getting his job done. He's a businessman first. And that kind of pisses people off because he can't, he's not a politician, he's a businessman and he just does what needs to be done. And you have to be smart in business to do, run anything, especially a country.
0: The day after I left Colburn, I was talking to a Baptist minister in Glenwood Springs and he told me the Colorado Republicans were meeting for lunch at Shooter's Grill in Rifle not far away, on I-70. But I arrived too late. The meeting was over and everybody had gone home. The restaurant had a western decor, antique rifles on the walls with paintings of our founding fathers. In the waiting area by the door, there were three Christian crosses and a life-size cutout of Donald Trump for taking selfies. I sat down and ordered a hamburger and suddenly realized my waitress and all the waitresses were wearing guns on their hips, real guns. So I asked to speak with the proprietor, Lauren Bogert, five feet tall, 100 pounds, with a Glock on her side and a T-shirt that said, I am the security.
3: I came into work one day and I had learned that there was a man that was beat to death in our alley. There were no weapons, there were no firearms, there was no shooting or anything like that. He was beat to death by another man's hands. And I immediately said, how do I defend my people if something like that comes across? So I learned Colorado carry laws and that day I Um, purchased a handgun that I could carry openly and begin to defend my people. It was about um, a month after I began open carrying that my waitresses approached me and asked me if they could carry as well. They said, hey, we already have our concealed carry permits. Our guns are in our purses in the back. We would rather have our guns on us. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I would much rather you always be in control of your firearm. I mean, you're always responsible, whether it's in your possession or not. So I would much rather them be in control. So they began to open carry as well.
0: But as far as the safety issue, it's also kind of a political statement, don't you think? Mm
3: -hmm. The
0: things on the wall and stuff. This is very much a political place.
3: Yes, so this became a political place. We certainly did not open um, with that narrative in mind, Um, but we definitely stumbled into an advocacy for the Second Amendment and a love for the Constitution of the United States of America. And really, the Second Second Amendment is most important because that is the only right that we have that defends all of our other rights. Um, And especially right now in this politically charged climate that we're living in Um, there are so many people on the left that you know They believe that we're living in this tyrannical reign with our current administration in office And if they want me to believe that then they're going to have to try to stop disarming me because I will not be disarmed against a tyrannical government. That's exactly what the Second Amendment is for
0: So how do you feel about our our president and our government now?
3: Uh, well I certainly can say proudly that I voted for our president. I voted for President Trump. You know, I am not one of those women who who care how he talks. Um, I don't care about his past. I mean, there was a long history of his past where he was single and stuff may or may not have happened. I really don't care. What I care about right now. Is he doing the job I elected him to do? Is he lowering taxes? Is he getting rid of Obamacare? Um, Is he putting America first? Is he defending our nation? Is he strengthening our military? What do you
0: think the liberals don't understand about what you just said or your what do you think's not working in terms of the communication?
3: Well, I think, I think most of it is just um, being headstrong and, you know, like, no, we didn't like him and we don't want to like him. And then there's, there's so much, from the mainstream media, there's so much brainwashing. I mean, really, you control the media, you control the world. And you can see that the media does not air stories that are in favor of Trump or good things that are happening or even good things about guns. I mean, I have, um, I have notifications sent to me every day just about shooters and restaurant. And just in case there's a story about us, but on a daily basis, I get stories, both good and bad, about shots being fired in restaurants. And we don't hear about those. We don't hear about all the shootings that are stopped from a good guy with a gun or a good girl with a gun. They don't get reported. No, they do not get reported. And so, and there's also a lot of things that Trump does that are very good that do not get reported. Do
0: you think that God guided or wrote the Constitution? Do you think I that- do
3: believe that the Constitution was divinely inspired, Yes. I love American values because they're Christian values and, you know, and God is love and they've taken God and turned him into a hateful God and he's not.
0: What do you think God thinks about Trump when he, you know, he, some of the things he says? Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you well, think God so feels about um, Trump?
3: I, I do believe that President Trump is appointed by God and it was after he was elected that Donald Trump was saved and, you know,
0: I have never heard that he's been saved. That's yes. the first this the first time I've heard of it. Could you tell me about that?
3: Um, so the first time I heard of it um, was Dr. James Dobson, that actually prayed with Donald Trump to be saved, and um, and since then we've seen Donald Trump um, request prayer, welcome prayer, say if you're going to pray for anyone, I need it the most, and you're looking at me like you don't believe me. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there there are videos and there are pictures and there are quotes of, of people praying with him. I mean, it's recorded.
0: But he hasn't come out and said. I mean, that's something that you'd you'd come out and say for yourself if it happened. Why hasn't he maybe said he it? Maybe he
3: has. And maybe maybe I need to get him to Rifle, Colorado, and ask him myself. Um, but I I wouldn't discount that it's happened.
0: I think it's highly unlikely Donald Trump has been saved by the blood of the lamb. That's fake news. And I don't believe God inspired the Constitution. Sometimes I confess my lack of faith to people I speak with. Like, I think I could have talked about it with Chris and Keith and Coburn. But Lauren of Shooters was full of righteousness. And righteous people are poor listeners. I think Trump inflames righteousness on both sides and we just end up yelling at each other. After I turned off the recorder, Lauren put her hand on my wrist and asked if she could pray for me. It wasn't a short prayer, but went on and on as apparently my soul has many things that need divine intervention. And as she went down the list with increasing fervor and dedication, I thought, all is lost. There is no middle ground here. There will be no bridge across this cultural divide. And all I wanted to do is get out of there and drive straight home to my liberal enclave in the city. I'd like to thank everyone who spoke with me on this trip, on or off tape. And thanks to Christy Jones for helping out all along the way. Thanks very much for supporting this show, and thanks very much for listening.